Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, Puviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Happy Monday. We have a brilliant, brilliant episode for today. Professional dancer from Malta, Brenda Lee Grek joins the show. Super, super thrilled to share today's conversation with you. Brenda is a tremendously talented and gifted dancer, and it was an absolute joy to chat with her about her life. As a dancing professional, Brenda spent six years with the Scottish Ballet, and the past seven have been spent with Rambert Dance in London. And recently, you might have seen her on screen as she appeared in the BBC drama Peaky Blinders as the Swan, in which she had an acting, dancing, and speaking role. Love Peaky Blinders, and her performance definitely stood out during that episode. Brenda is trained in classical ballet and has, holds a degree in professional dance and performance, and she also teaches and coaches dance regularly. She's fluent in five languages, Maltese, English, French, Italian, and Spanish. It was a very lovely conversation. She's very candid, and she provides some deep insight into the world of dance. On today's episode, Brenda chats about those early days growing up in Malta, when she realized that she had a future as a performer. Brenda also discusses where she finds artistic inspiration. And finally, she reflects back on that experience with Peaky Blinders and, and how those days differed from traditional dance settings. So much fun chatting with Brenda. Overjoyed to have her as her guest, and I'm thrilled for everyone to meet her. So let's go ahead and bring on Maltese dancer, performer, actor, so much more. Brenda Lee Grek, and let's learn. Growing up, what was your dance and performing background? Um, so I started dancing ballet. I really wanted to do Latin American dance, but the school that opened in my village, they did ballet. So I didn't know much about it except like, you know, the usual pink tutus or whatever. And but I started taking classes in that. And um, yeah, eventually that became like my thing. So um, throughout my professional career, I've done both ballet and contemporary technique. Very cool. When was it that you realized that hey, I'm actually kind of good at this and I have a career potentially. So I think from an early age, people back home, you know, they always encouraged me. They saw something in me. Um, and my dance teacher at the age of 16, she was like, you need to go study abroad. And that's when I went to La Scala in Milan. Um, and then after a year, I actually went back home because I was homesick and I didn't really know what I was doing, which, you know, what I, I didn't know how this was going to pan out. And so I went back home and um, started my A-levels because by then I only had my GCSEs, so I, I just wanted to continue studying. Um, but that year, the company Ballet d'Europe, which was a neoclassical dance company in Marseille, they came to Malta to perform, and the director offered me an apprenticeship with them. And so I joined this company at 18, and um, you know I started touring with them, and that was really me kind of being introduced to the dance world like this is this is what having a career in dance means and i think from then on that was it i was like i'm i'm i'm, I'm not gonna look back that this is what i want to do and gosh it's been like 14 years i guess now or more incredible yeah yeah so that's that's how it panned out yeah well ballet is known as being very graceful but it's also very physically demanding and to grind for someone who doesn't know anything about ballet what is the most physically demanding aspect of your form of dance? So uh, 
Well, recently I've been in a contemporary dance company, so less less so with the classical technique. I remember when, um, you know, with ballet, just having the point shoes on for eight long hours that like at the end of the day, your feet are just sore. Um, but in general, you just, it's a very physical job. I think it's also mentally um, demanding. Um, and yeah, physically you kind of get used to certain things, but you know, there's always aches and pains that you kind of have to live through and. So what is the best recovery technique when you come back from a hard day of eight hours with your feet? What do you do to, to give them a break or to relax them or recuperate? So for, for my body, I like having baths, warm mm -hmm. baths. Um, but then feet wise, I'd say cold, cold water. Cold water, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, to you... refresh that, yeah. And awesome. sometimes cold water at the back of my knees as well, just to give my legs that kind of shock. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, you mentioned mind. a bit about it being mentally demanding as well. So mentally and emotionally, how do you get yourself in the right mindset for a performance? Hmm. Uh, actually, I have like a mantra uh, before a show. Cool. Um, so usually we finish rehearsing on that same day at half five. And the show is usually at half seven, um, especially here in the UK. Sometimes, you know, we'll have an eight, eight, eight p.m. show. Um, but if it's a half seven, it's a seven thirty show. Then by six o'clock, I would have wanted to have eaten, and then I start applying my makeup and have doing my hair and like sit through that routine and then warm up and then. And then the show, um, I'd go through, I don't like going through steps too much before a show because it seems like somehow I always just like mess it up in my head. So I just like to have my um, muscle memory do it for me. But if it's a role where it's more, where I have a bit more acting or I need to say some lines, then maybe I'll go through that. Um, yeah, I guess that's my version of doing things. Yeah, with your mantra, do you have aspects of visualization or meditation? I think more so in my training than on on actual perform in actual performance weeks. Um, so I do a lot of yoga. That for me is um, something that kind of really helps me to tune in. Uh, meditation, I've tried it, but I'm super busy in my head all the time. I I find it so hard to switch off. So it's mm. like such a challenge for me to do meditation. Um, but with yoga, um, I feel like, you know, I'm focusing on a stretch, a particular stretch or a particular balance. And so I'm so fine tuned with my body that I don't have space to kind of let my head get busy with other things. I want to talk more about the mental aspects of it, especially because just of the last year, how did you handle emotional, mental struggles of just a whirlwind of things being canceled, things being postponed, not being able to perform, not being able to be who you are and be on stage? How'd you handle all that? So, yeah, I would say like this year has taught me so much. Um, I feel like, you, you know, it's funny because we've not been able to perform and, and do what we need to do as artists. But I feel like before lockdown, I was almost having like a burnout of just touring and performing. It was so much. I remember this one time um, we were in Australia and we took a flight back to, to London and then we went straight into an, to another city and that week we had performances of a completely different program than the one we were doing in Australia. And so, you know, everybody had jet lag and we were literally just like going for it hardcore. Mm -hmm. So when, when, um, 
lockdown started it was almost kind of like oh wow this is this is amazing like what is this um and i didn't miss sort of usually i always have my luggage outside because i need to you know we're always constantly touring from city to city and for the first time in my life like i just managed to shove it away and put it aside so that was like I don't know. It was so different for me. It was yeah. so weird to have like a weekend. I mean, what's that? Like what's a Saturday not working? What does that look like? Um, so in a sense for me, it was like, yeah, I welcomed it. Okay. Um, and then it made me also think, uh, what, what, ha like, what is performing? What, what, it, what do I long for as an artist? And during lockdown, I, <clears throat> I got to teach for the Rumber Home Studio. Rumber is the company that I'm part of. Um, and I was teaching classes online and they put them up on YouTube. And so for me, that was a performance. Like that was my performance. Um, so in a sense, like that whole thing shifted. But all of a sudden that was my performance, to doing the classes, kind of sending out that message. And um, I had these classes for, um, GCSC dance and they were quite creative and we had to find music for that different different kind of music so I, I was able to play with all of that so in a sense I I wasn't completely you know still I still had work to do and filming from home was actually quite challenging because um yeah one I'm not the best at like filming selfies and stuff like that it was a new thing for me but moving furniture around and then having it was it was it was quite challenging actually so I didn't have the, that kind of moment that everybody else had where everybody else was cooking or baking and I'm still you know I was still working um what was I gonna say yeah so so that was that um, I guess I did miss, you know, the stage. I was able to get back on stage last weekend, this weekend, uh, actually at Mayflower Theatre in Southampton. Um, but again, as I said, you know, you kind of, yeah, like the idea of performance had shifted during lockdown, but I was also lucky, aside from the classes, I was also lucky to do um, a li live stream performances. So we, f we filmed some pieces in the studio and they were filmed. So we were doing them, you know, they were being aired as we were doing them. So that was quite fun. And in a sense, you still get that... Um, uh, what, Excitement. Excitement, yeah, of performing and uh, in a sense kind of just getting into this new idea of being behind the camera rather than on stage. Uh, so that was interesting for me to kind of play with that a little bit more um, because I've experienced that once before in my life um, when I did uh, Peaky Blinders. It's a series now it's, it airs on it airs on Netflix as well. I'm sure lots of, lots of people know it. Um, yeah, and that was the first time I did, you know, uh, filming with filming performing for a camera, let's say, rather than than stage, and and it's quite a different sh different shift. So I I kind of welcomed all the the live streams that we had to kind of learn from that and grow. Um, yeah, so I guess for me, I just kind of learned a different way to connect with my own identity because I think that's what you more grieve the most right it's like using part of your identity but in a way i just found different way to kind of um tap into that let's yeah. say but with that extra free time you mentioned i actually have weekends and you're like this is a word yeah. i didn't even know existed weekend was there anything fun that you were able to do or any new hobbies or just the enjoyment of, of that 
Um, so I think I did a bit more sewing, you know, during the lockdown when we couldn't go anywhere. Um, we've had quite a few sort of lockdowns in the UK, actually, you know, um, it wasn't just that, that one main chunk where the whole world was on lockdown. We had another yeah. one uh, in January. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I tapped into sewing. I did gardening. I was enjoying that. I've got my herb garden going. Um, so that's a cute little thing that I kind of started. My succulents. Yeah, I enjoyed all of that. Still, still not a good cook, though, that, that I didn't master. That, that's so funny that you mentioned succulents. I, I literally um, bought someone a succulent yesterday as a birthday present because uh, she's, she's obsessed with them as well. And my, my mom, she's all about succulents as well. I don't know what it is with, with, with women and succulents. I don't know because I, I'd rather have like a regular flower or plant, but you guys all love the succulents. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I get it from my mom as well. Like she's the one who got me into them. But they're beautiful actually when you manage to propagate. I learned that word as well. I didn't know what it was, but you, like when you cut them and you try and it's like create babies from them. It's, it's, yeah. it's a cute thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned the time of the last year of, of all the new things you were able to express yourself creatively and, and you as far as giving lessons as well. So for you, where do you find inspiration? Where do you find creativity? So to that, I'd say there are so many different things that inspire me. Um, you know, it's from like even just seeing my niece dancing sometimes. I just get that kind of inspiration and um, I find inspiration in, I guess, resilient people, people's stories, um, humor, fashion, nature. I love snorkeling whenever I'm on a holiday. So that kind of world, under underworld, underwater world, really, I find that kind of inspiring and um, the, the beautiful, the different colors and sort of the way things move down there, it's like, wow, it's just mesmerizing. Um, and I'm just super lucky also to, you know, have the, the life that I've had where I just, I'm surrounded, constantly surrounded by such inspiring people and creatives. So I think I'm, yeah, I've been spoiled in that sense where I just have that available to me um, all the time, yeah. So what or who makes you laugh? What are the go-to ones where you're like, I'm going to watch this, listen to this? I want to laugh. Oh, Catherine Ryan is a comedian that I love. She's Canadian, actually. Um, but there are so many. Ricky Gervais, I was watching his program today. Um, I mean, I don't want to lose, leave anyone out. That's kind yeah. of like my go-to people. Um, I mean, Kevin Hart, uh, Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. um, not Chris. Yeah, 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 Chris Rock, um, Dave Chappelle. Ooh, like my brain is going. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Like there are just so many good ones. Yeah. Um, and in in England, we, there's this um, show called Live at the Apollo. So I try mm -hmm. to watch all of those. Um, I'm I'm just I just love comedy. Like yeah. Um, yeah, and, and people always say I also I'm quite funny. I just love humor and I'm just a happy person. And yeah, it's, it's, it's good. like why take life too seriously, you know? It's just, it is what it is. If we can have, have a laugh, then yeah, then best medicine, I guess. Best like I don't, do, I don't do abs. I don't do ab workouts. I just laugh. And yeah, then perfect. The rest perfect. falls. <laughs> what about reading? What about what is maybe the most memorable book you've read during the last 12 months of the quarantine or just the, one of your favorite books overall? Well, that's a really good question. Um, 
I got, you know, I follow um, Glennon Doyle mm -hmm. um, and I read two of her books, one called Untamed, um, Stop Pleasing, Start Living. And that was like, literally, I highlighted, the, you know, so many things in it. It's just such a, it's so well written. And then I went on to read her second, her another of her books called Carry On Warrior. I think during the pandemic, you know, I felt like I needed a bit of a boost. Um, and yeah, there were moments where that have been tough. And a friend of mine suggested one of her books. And then I was just like, she's just, I just love how she's such a brilliant writer because she's so honest, you know? And I feel like sometimes we, we, we always pretend to just be happy or, you know, we hide those insecurities that we have in life and the way she writes where she's just like, gosh, I, I don't have it figured out and that's okay. And she, uh, yeah, so so I would recommend her books to anyone out there listening because that was, yeah, that was, it's been just life-changing to read her work. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. You've had a stellar performing career. So looking back, which are the performances that make you the most proud? So I think to this, I wanted to mention um, Elite Syncopations is a piece by Sir Kenneth Macmillan. Um, and I was doing the lead role um, called Stop Time Rag for that. And that was the last show that my dad got to watch me do professionally because we know he had terminal cancer. Um, and then he also watched me uh, perform at the Malta Arts Festival, but with Scottish Ballet, with big company, that was like his last show. And I knew deep down that it would be his last show. So that remains like as one of like my special performances um, from a personal kind of perspective. Of course, I mentioned um, Peaky Blinders before. Um, that was just an amazing show to be in. And I remember also during that time, the company, uh, we were doing this triple bill, which I loved. I think it's one of my highlights where we did uh, work by Wayne McGregor, who's one of my favorite choreographers, Hoffesh. Um, again, a great contemporary uh, choreographer and Marion Mouton, who is a little bit more into, um, I guess, the commercial world. Well, she's done stuff for Dua Lipa and Christine and the Queens. So that program was, from a dancer's perspective and those who know the industry a bit more for me, that was just like tick, tick, tick. I just loved it. Um, so that was another one that I enjoyed. Um, and also... Um, I'm a big fan of Sir Matthew Bourne, uh, who's got his company, New Adventures, and I managed to perform one of his roles. Um, I did Margin Highland Flink, and we got to perform it at the Mariska Theatre in Russia, and that was, that was also quite special for me. I think those are the, I guess, my highlights. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about for an individual night? Because I know when you have night after night of the same show, sometimes you forget like what night was a specific night. Like, what did we do that on Friday or Saturday? So what does make for a memorable performance on a specific night that you do remember? What are the things that stand out that you're like, I remember this night because of blank? Okay, I'm laughing because sometimes I remember nights just because either something, you know, goes wrong or we yeah. have a laugh. Um, but also I remember other moments where you just connect with a partner. Or I'm a dancer who really enjoys uh, partner work. I'm quite small, so I've always, I've been lucky to do a lot of partnering stuff. Um, so I guess those are the nights that I kind of enjoy where I felt a real connection with someone on a deeper level. Um, but also, yeah, nights where we just sometimes giggling on stage, like those are the ones you remember, I guess. Well, I got to ask more about Peaky Blinders. What an amazing experience. 
I love the show as well. And Arthur, you know, anytime Arthur's on the scene, he's, he's my guy. Right. <laughs> uh, and I definitely, when I met him, I was like, oh my God, are you, are you re- even real? <laughs> oh, it just, yeah, his is, is just, I don't even know how to describe it. He's just so over the top. Love it. Uh, and I love their hair. I love their hair on that. But what yeah. were, what were some of the things that you experienced that you were just surprised? You're like, wow, I never realized that this happened behind the scenes. Well, to me, it was just like, I was overwhelmed because I remember the minute I got there, the whole cast was sitting down and that's the first scene I did. I had to perform in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't look at anybody in the eyes because to me, they were the characters of the show at that point. I hadn't said, you know, I hadn't met any of them back, uh, behind the camera. And is that, is that something that you, when you are performing normally, do you not look people in the eye? Well, usually, you know, I do a lot of stage work, so I don't get to see. You can't even see it all. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I've done stuff like maybe performing in an art gallery, um, it's not necessarily a starlit uh, audience that's going to be watching, let's say, you know. Um, For me, it was just like, yeah, don't look at the Shelbys. Like, just (laughs) these are your mom and dad. Um, But I... I think it's like how humble everybody was and just how welcoming they were. Just such lovely people. Um, I really got along with Helen McCrory. She was lovely. Uh, And the director, Anthony Byron, they both came to see the show. Um, They both came to see me perform with Rumber Dance Company. So that was really sweet of them to kind of carry on that relationship. And, um, but also Sam Cleflin, I had a bedroom scene with him that I was super nervous about um he he was just lovely and very kind to me um because yeah it's different it's quite a shock when you go from stage to screen like that's you know for me you're behind the wings you can chat over there but once you step on stage that's you in your character but right then we were just like i remember i had the to say a line with Taryn McCrawley and she's just chatting away and they're like action and, and she changes into Polly, you know, just her character. And she's this, you know, incredible woman. And I'm just like, uh-huh. like you know, it was, and we're still in the same spot. I'm like, I need to take a few steps to walk on stage. Like, how does this happen? Like we're chatting here on the same spot. We have to deliver our line. So that was all kind of like a, a learning experience for me. Um, Did you enjoy the fact that it's a period piece and you were able to go back in time? For sure. Yeah. 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 Just to kind of get into that. I mean, the, the set was just beautiful, stunning, just incredible. I remember when we got there, we had, they had to cut stuff down from the set because we couldn't perform because it was just so filled with stuff, but it was just like this magical, yeah, Yeah. magical scene, I'd say. Mm. You mentioned you're you're not making eye contact. So was this performance, any more stressful or was it easier than in past ones you've done on bigger stages? Well, I tell you this, we filmed outside in December and it was five degrees outside. (laughs) And my breath was just like, you know, when you can see your your Mm -hmm. breath. So it was very different. Uh, I had cameraman right next to me. I was like, how close are they going to get? I'm going to lift the leg here, do this. Uh, Stage was slippery. It was all these things that I was thinking of kind of that, you know, you don't, that, yeah, there was just a lot going on that was, um, that I had to consider. So in a sense, yeah, you kind of suddenly forget that, oh, I'm doing, you know, I'm performing in front of the Peaky Blinders, but yeah, then you go into, okay, 
I need to do this for my technique. I need to look at that. I need to avoid this. Uh, but the, the fact that I had to dance um, in five degrees temperature, that was just, oh, I couldn't feel my legs. It was, yeah. and the takes, you know, you just do a little bit and then it's cut and then a little bit and then cut. So it was, yeah, it was a very different experience. Mm. Yeah. Well, performing has taken you all around the world. You mentioned Australia, you mentioned Russia. So looking back on all the places you've been, which are the ones that have left the strongest mark on you emotionally? I turned 21 when I was in China, and that was, I think, one of like my best birthdays. We were in Nanjing. It's not a very popular place, Nanjing, um, but I remember just having the best night out. And then that same week, we went as a company to the Great Wall of China. And I remember, you know, just thinking this little girl from Zaytun, and here she is at 21, like on the Great Wall of China. That was amazing. So that will always stay with me. Um, another city I really enjoyed was New Orleans. I read a lot before I went wow. uh, about it, you know, about the slavery and all of that. And I just felt like I felt the history through the streets. It was because I love history. And, and so that was beautiful just to be in it. Um, went to LA, got to see Hollywood, experienced that. I kind of was a bit disappointed by it. I don't know. I think I wanted, you know, to see the red carpet. Um, but it, it's a tick as well. You know, it's a fun one to kind of have done in, in, in a lifetime. You mentioned Australia. Yeah, I got to see kangaroos and koalas. That was all fun. Um, yeah, where else? I guess Russia was also quite interesting for me because it's a different culture and I love... I love that. Like that's yeah. part, one thing that I love about my job that I get to learn a bit of the language before I go just to say, you know, your a couple of things. Yeah. No or thank you. Um, yeah. How about most memorable food was where? Most memorable food. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I have to say this, like in China at one point, I remember I got a bit, I was like, I need Western food at some point. So I remember one time running to get a Pizza Hut. <laughs> Oops, can I mention uh, can I mention brands in the, in the podcast? Uh, but most memorable food, I can't remember actually. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure there was a place where I was like, oh, maybe yeah, maybe Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, I think there was this place, uh, Hell's Kitchen. I think that was a good steak, steak place. I would have guessed 30, 40, 50, maybe 100 other places before I would have guessed Minnesota. Yeah, but this meal, I, I still remember. And I remember that's when the first time I tasted Zinfandel. That's my f most favorite rosé since. Really? Like, that's like my staple. Everybody laughs at me. If, if, if I'm ever anywhere, they know I'm going to order that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, probably you're expecting something a bit more exotic. <laughs> hey. me, but I don't know. But that's <laughs> the beauty. That's say. the beauty of the answer is that we all have that thing that connects with us. I'm going to remember that Zinfandel. I've got that on, on lock for you. Yeah. I, I do have one more travel question because of you living in the greatest city in the world. You live. You're currently living in London. So, for someone visiting London for the first time, what would be your recommendations? Especially, how about I'm going to give you a specific one. What would be your recommendations for London? Is famous for Sunday afternoons. It's just a great place to be on a Sunday afternoon. So, what would be your recommendation for that? For a Sunday afternoon? Well, I would say visit St. Albans, which is, I live in St. Albans, which is a city just outside London. It's a small city. It's very cute. Um, and 
possibly it's a little bit calmer than you know the hustle and bustle that goes on in london so yeah maybe that i'm going to promote a little bit my area wonderful <laughs> wonderful tremendous year and you mentioned that you actually enjoyed a lot of the time off so for you what do you feel is the biggest lesson you've learned from the last 12 months i think it is to um find joy in the little things and to kind of flourish in the stillness um you know i've had a very i've always been a busy person and i kind of don't know how to be still and sometimes there's yeah there's beauty in that and 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 i kind of want to keep um taking that on board and uh, yeah and and noticing the little things that are around me and appreciating the little things that are around me um and i also to, i also you know discovered what are what my priorities are in my life um you know i, I was away from family and and you start kind of, yeah, you, you, you put a lot of things into perspective, I guess. Well, another reason I wanted to chat with you today, you're a brilliant performer, but you're also from Malta. And I'm so excited to have anyone who's Maltese on the show. So for someone visiting Malta for the first time, what would be your recommendations? So for sure, a trip to our capital city, Valletta. I love Valletta. It's beautiful. Um, and a trip to the upper Baraka Gardens. They overlook um, the three cities, Cospicua, um, Cospicua, Paola, and Sanglea. I was going to switch to Maltese there, but <laughs> um, that's a, that's like a beautiful view. And just walking through the streets of Valletta, there's so much history there. And I would take a trip to the cathedral, St. John's Cathedral. Um, there's the painting of um, the beheading of St. John. Mm -hmm. The Baptist by Caravaggio. So for anyone who's kind of into arts and um, all of that, that'd be a nice thing to do. Imdina is our old capital city and it's called the Silent City. That's also a beautiful place that I would visit. I would suggest for people to take a boat ride uh, across the Grand Harbor, um, go to visit a fishing village, which is in the South, very close to where I live. There's this village called Marsashlok and we have these beautiful, colorful um, little boats called Lutsu. Ilotsu, and they're super cute. And I, every time I'm in Malta, I, I have to go there because it's just by the sea, and it's just I don't know. It's a place that makes me super happy. And in terms of, I would want to suggest for them to try pastizzi, which is um, it's a little kind of um, I don't know how, what would it be like a, a pastry, a, a, yeah, a pastry with either ricotta or peas, and it's like our staple thing. So whenever I'm home, that's for sure the one thing that I kind of snack on. Um, yeah, and if anyone ever visits in Easter, we also have uh, beautiful, beautiful religious processions. I haven't been in a while for Easter, the Easter break, and I, I'd love to go back because um, it's something I do miss, that kind of religious feel to it. Yeah. Is that enough tips? I don't I, know. <laughs> wonderful tips, wonderful tips. I'm excited to try the, the, the pastry, but... I'm only going to do the ricotta. I, I won't try the, the, the one with peas. I'm only going to do the ricotta. That's all I can promise. I, yeah, I don't have the peas one either. I just have the ricotta. <laughs> so what's next? What's next for you? What do we got coming up? Shows, events that we can look forward to or any other projects? So I've got a live stream coming up. So again, another performance that's fil filmed. And that's, I guess, in three weeks. Um, so that will be exciting. And then I've got some summer holidays. So I get to go home. And that that's... 
that is more than um, des deserving. Like, I, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a long year. Um, yeah, and then apart from that, I just had some teaching um, that's happening and some photo shoots. I'm gonna be leaving the company this year. I decided to. It's been a long seven years with with Ramadan's company, so I've decided to end it there and start uh, looking into other things, maybe freelancing and. Um, yeah, just grow as an artist in different ways and kind of discover my own journey through through this um, sort of art form a little bit more. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what's what's next for me. You're so speedy with your questions. It's so good. <laughs> I think that's a flaw of mine. I think I talk too fast because I just get going and you know it's kind of like you always move and I just keep talking fast. So. <laughs> No, but it's amazing. Yeah, because I, I did a podcast um, for for my company over the lockdown. And I was, I mean, it was my first one kind of delivering, but it was challenging. It's not easy. So yeah, good for you. You're well, like, obviously, you're a pro. At this. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I've, I've been lucky to talk to a lot of a lot of amazing people. And I think I, I feed off of it as well. And just even chatting with you, I'm just learning so much. And I, I, I get excited seeing you being excited about the things that you're talking about makes me mm -hmm. Ah, Brenda, this has been so much fun. Made me day. You're the best. No, thank you for having me. It was kind of nice to go through your questions today as well because it made me reflect. Very so it's cool. always nice to kind of, yeah, get in touch with what's in your head almost, you know. It's yeah. like what brings you creativity, what brings you joy, and you're like, oh, okay, this is it. So, yeah, yeah thank you. Very cool. Very so cool. lovely to meet you as well. Lovely to meet you as well. I hope we chat again, but thank you so much for today. Thank you. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Brenda. Wasn't she fantastic? Be sure to give her a follow on social media to stay up to date with her journey. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from any given runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son.